Hello, I'm Akara Hart and welcome to the next episode in the Amazing Animals podcast series. I'm joined by animal broadcaster, author and practical reptile keeping editor, David Alderson, to talk about the last survivor of the Crimean War. Hello, David. Welcome back. Hi, Cara. Thanks. Good to be here. Yeah, great to have you back. So I have no idea what animal you're about to talk about today. So please enlighten me. (laughs) We're talking about Timothy. Timothy? That was his name, yes. yes. And what animal is Timothy? Timothy is a Mediterranean spurothide tortoise. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you might well ask how he got involved in war. Well, That's, yes, that yeah, would be yeah. the question. Well, he was actually taken prisoner. <gasps> he was taken prisoner along with the rest of the crew on board a Portuguese warship, a privateer, uh, as it was, which was actually not part of the Portuguese fleet, but allowed to fly and attack other ships under the Portuguese flag. And, um, yeah, he was uh, captured by the Royal Navy, no less. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it was Captain Guy Courtney Everard who stormed aboard the privateer and uh, well he didn't ex- actually put him in irons but uh, yeah. you know he brought him back to the ship and um, the, the, there's always been a long tradition in the navy uh, especially during the 1800s mm. of animals being mascots and it, it died out it, it became you know things became more regimented going into world war one and it, it obviously really died out but um, I think it's fair to say though that Timothy was probably the only tortoise mascot that sailed under the British flag Mm. Um, and uh, I mean there were lots of dogs and cats obviously um, as as traditional companions for seafarers but uh, Timothy himself had a long career at sea after he joined up with uh, Captain Courtney Everard so that's the one who stole him from the boat? No, not stole him, just no. took him prisoner. Okay. And so he just took him and he took him and onto the ship. Onto, onto that his ship. Onto, onto his, his ship. ship. Okay. Which was um, the HMS Queen. Oh, sounds pretty good. Yeah, well, <laughs> it wasn't because then they sailed off to battle. Oh. And um, so Timothy first saw active service. Um, in the Crimean War, as you mentioned, um, at the Siege of Sebastopol, where they were firing at the harbour and trying to uh, make some inroads there. Um, So he spent time there in 1854, uh, and then afterwards, when um, the good captain was uh, transferred to the HMS Prince Charlotte, he followed him there, and then onto a third ship, the HMS Nanking, and he served on the Nanking uh, right the way through um, and saw active service again there in the East Indies and China. So he was actually entitled, and he was a modest tortoise, (laughs) he was entitled to two active service medals and didn't actually claim either of them. (laughs) (laughs) So he spent most of his life out at sea? No, 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 no. He was reckoned to have hatched about 1844 okay and he stayed at sea until 1892 so basically he spent 48 years at sea wow it's a long time it was a long time but he was obviously quite happy in that role 
until he heard that the HMS Nanking was setting sail from Portsmouth, where they just docked, and heading down to the Antarctic. Oh. And that, that was too much for him. <laughs> just, he could not face that. And the he land skipped, was calling him. Yeah, he skipped ashore. He did? He, he did a runner. And did he? Yeah, yeah. And wow. he ended up hidden um, with one... He was an escape artist as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. He, he managed to get down the gangplank and um, somehow uh, with uh, and ended up living at Padram Castle which was linked to the good captain Um, and that's in fact where he spent the rest of his life um, living in the Rose Garden and um, wandering around there and meeting the visitors and became something of a celebrity actually Wow! Uh, so uh, he had a really long life I mean things come up smelling of roses as they say well indeed indeed. situations (laughs) (laughs) to look for the opportunity which he did it's unbelievable yes yeah and did he have any descendants well he was living in a stately home wasn't he so you would have expected that but sadly when it was decreed in 1926 that he should have an heir or more one or more uh things didn't go quite to plan because previously, people weren't sure how to determine the sex of tortoises. And by the time that it was decided that it was time for him to have an heir yeah. and successor at the castle, <laughs> um, it turned out that Timothy was actually Timothea. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. So that was a bit That's of a surprise. An interesting turn of events (laughs) it was it was but undeterred the Earl of Devon and his relatives um, decided the solution to this was to acquire another tortoise Mm. and so they managed to find a male called Toby (laughs) but sadly no eggs resulted oh what a shame and so Timothy carried on living Timothy carried on living at Powdrum Castle on her own until she sadly passed away on the 3rd of April 2004. Age? 160. What? The oldest living creature in the UK. Unbelievable. Mm, yeah. But And the thing with that is, I mean, a lot of people say, I mean, through the magazine, uh, we ran a, a sort of competition but uh, uh, sort of contact us with your tortoise and your tortoise's tail Um, and we got quite a few who had had tortoises for 80 years and it Mm. passed down the family but to actually get to double that yeah I I mean was just phenomenal a hundred or that's that's the kind of point figure yeah, yeah. I had in my yes, mind yes, for the yes, tortoises. Yes. But, um, but that's unbelievable. Yes, yes. It must have been that sea air. It must have been. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the seaweed. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, probably. <laughs> Bit of iodine always helps. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And is it possible to keep a tortoise like Timothy today? Yes, they're being quite widely bred now. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, not... Uh, there's a lot more knowledge about how to breed them successfully. And uh, Did you say it was a Mediterranean breed? Yes, a Mediterranean yeah. spurthine. Okay. You can recognise the Mediterranean spurthine very easily because if you look between the legs and the tail, 
um, there's two little uh, sort of spurs and projections there that um, even in young uh, Mediterranean still, tortoises are still there. But don't forget, every single tortoise has an individual pattern, so mm. they are they are truly unique. Yeah. yeah, they seem such ancient creatures, almost like yeah, descendants of dinosaurs. Well, yeah, I mean they've been around for 200 million years, you yeah. know. So, so you know they've <laughs> yeah. they've they've uh, they've they've trodden the ground for quite a long time. Um, although they probably came out of water first, but um, and then settled <laughs> on land. But anyway, so yeah. um, maybe Timothy was going back to his roots yes, in some way. Maybe. Uh, but uh, they're great companions. I mean, the thing is, they do come to recognise you. I mean, there's been quite a bit of research carried out into tortoise behaviour over recent years, and it's very clear that they do recognise their owners. They can even operate touchscreens. They've even been shown to be able to operate touchscreens to get their favourite food item. So they've, you know, we this thing about reptiles, tortoises being cold-blooded and they don't, you know, really interact and they don't have any awareness. Total rubbish. They do, and we're learning more and more about them. They can even see in colours that we can't see. They can see a much, much wider range of colours than us. They can see right up into the ultraviolet part of the That's spectrum incredible. you know not just the daylight part which we see it's, mm. it's, they are incredibly complicated and uh, we've just undervalued them. complex yes complex. yeah yeah and what would i need exactly if i were to keep a tortoise well you need to start off with probably these days what people use is described as a tortoise table and that's um, an enclosure that can either be freestanding or you can put it on a, um, uh, a lake so it comes uh, as a decorative piece of furniture. There's various designs available. Then you're going to need a heat source, um, you're going to need a, what's known as a UV source and you can actually combine with the right bulb, you can combine, combine the UV and the heat output. You're going to need um, temperature control so that's for keeping in it indoors that's for keeping it indoors because you're buying a baby one which is very small and obviously can't be going out mm. uh, straight away so um, that is the basic type of setup you'd need with a food bowl and a water bowl and somewhere your tortoise can retreat a hide and to set it up so there's a temperature gradient running across the enclosure so your tortoise being cold-blooded can then adjust to whether uh, it wants to move forward and get more heat or it wants to move back and cool off a bit so that's uh, that's that's a very basic guide as to what you need um, there's other things that um, you can uh, get as well that, that you can have outside in mm-hmm. terms of tortoise runs for outside during the summer months you, you do need to keep your tortoise especially a young tortoise adequately confined outside partly so it doesn't wander off but also because um, there are a number of predators ranging from seagulls to urban foxes uh, that will prey on a uh, young tortoise even even potentially an older tortoise so um, you'd need a run outside and uh, just to allow your pet um, to go out when the weather's good because it's great then because they can benefit from the sunlight on the shell and that helps their growth and they're probably going to live a longer life as well. Yeah, may, may well. Yeah, keeping keeping them active and uh, mm. giving them a good diet. Um, I mean, they're entirely um, herbivorous in their feeding habits, so that um, things like dandelion and 
The care of tortoises has evolved a lot over recent years, not just in terms of the heating and the lighting, but also in terms of the types of foods and the grow-your-own-seed mixes you can get for them. Mm. So it's, it's a great deal easier, in fact, to keep tortoise now than at any stage in the past. But you do need to make sure that your pet, which if you buy um, the baby from a reputable supplier, uh, it will be the case, has been microchipped in compliance with the um, government legislation uh, to be sure that it's, it's a captive bred baby. Okay. Well, thank you, David, for yet another incredible multi-dimensional story this one was, wasn't yes. it? <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. That's great. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I look forward to hearing more and the up-and-coming podcast of this amazing animal series.